back to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Damport. If you're new to our broadcast, we are an Arizona 501c, a nonprofit prayer ministry. That means that you, anything that you send in as offerings or tithing, <coughs> is tax deductible. We are a spirit-filled, Bible-believing beacon of light. We are non-denominational ministry serving the Lord Jesus Christ, both from Gospel of Faith Church in Ash Fork, Arizona, as well as from the worldwide broadcast studios here in Fort Mojave, Arizona. We're now broadcasting to over 23 countries and provinces around the world. So if you, wherever you are, listening to the sound of my voice, I welcome you on behalf of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today I want to pray a little bit about how we help others. <coughs> Excuse me. It's hot in Fort Mojave today. So I'd like to, I got this little cough. So I'd like to, to begin by asking everyone to bow their heads and pray along with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I will do unto others as I would have them do unto me. You know, I eagerly pursue, Lord God, and seek to acquire this agape, this love of spirit. I make it in my aim, my great quest in life. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, I will esteem and look upon and be concerned for not merely my own interest, but also for the interests of others as they, as they pursue success in their lives. I am strong in the Lord God and in the power of his might. I will, on purpose, in, in the name of Jesus, make it my practice to please, make happy, my neighbors around me, my boss, my co-worker, teacher, parent, child, brother, sister, etc. For, for his good and for its true welfare to edify him. That is, to strengthen those around me and build them up. To empower them, Lord God, in thy word and in all thy ways, spiritually, socially, materially. Father, in the name of Jesus, I will therefore... Encourage, abonish, exhort others and edify, strengthen and build up others. That is the purpose of spiritual awareness. To reach out and bring the lost to salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. Through the blood of Christ and the grace of Almighty God, I will seem to continue to talk to folks and bring them into God's body of Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, I love my enemies as well as my those around me, fellow church members, neighbors, those in authority over me, and am kind and do good towards them, doing favors so that someone uh, derives a benefit from them. I lend expecting and hoping for, for nothing in return, but considering nothing as lost and despairing of no one. Then my recompense, my reward, it will be great in heaven, rich, strong, intense, and abundant through all, through the word of God. And I will be that person of the Most High, for he is kind and charitable and good to the ungrateful and the selfish and the wicked. I shall be as merciful and sympathetic and tender, responsive, and compassionate to all those around me, Lord, even as my Father in heaven is. 
I am an imitator of God, my Father. Therefore, I walk in the love of Christ as Christ walked on this earth. I thank you, Lord, today for imprinting your laws upon my heart and and inscribing them on my mind, on my most innermost thoughts and the understanding according to your word and to your will, as I would like and desire that all mankind would do to me. I do exactly so to them. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen and amen. Hey, welcome back. Um, Glad to have you here today. I just feel the Spirit of the Lord is upon this broadcast. And I and I praise God for each and every one of you, prayer partners, prayer warriors, spiritual prayer, whatever you expression you put upon yourself as you go out and you meet others on this road. As you meet them and you minister to them, and, and you can say, I'm not a minister. You can say, I'm not a preacher. You can say all those things you want to say. But the reality is we are to become witnesses for them. Witnesses of God, of God's word, and of spreading God's word. To be able to witness to them, or minister, if you will. Don't have to be a preacher to minister. You know, that's that's what we're here for. That's what this broadcast is here for. To minister, so you know, the lost, and bring them into the Lord Jesus Christ, that they too may obtain the inheritance of Christ. That they too might walk in the continents of God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Oh, praise the Lord. You know, one of the things I like to do here in Bullhead City, because we're right on the river, we used to walk uh, along the riverbank. They have trails that you can walk. And ever so often there's a bench And one of the things I loved to do was take pictures of the sunset on the river. Beautiful, beautiful pictures. And you can see God in those pictures because it's what God created. The end of a day and the hope of another. You know, days, the sun rises from the east and then it falls to the west. And days are interested to me that the Lord created these days. Little opportunities, if you will. At creation, God caused certain things to happen on a specific day. You know, first day, second day, third. You can go to Genesis and read about the days that the Lord created that could not be done on other days. For instance, light. In the book of Job, chapter 7, verse 1. The book of Job, chapter 7, verse 1. I use the King James Version. And it says, Is there not an appointed time for men upon this earth? It reads man, but it means mankind. Are not his days or her days also like the days of a hiring? We only get my friends, we only get so many days upon this earth. Our days are numbered like the hairs on your head. It's not forever. 
like the person who is hired just to do a certain task. God gives us days to get certain things done in our lives. A day to be born, a day to learn, a day to be married, a day to live out the call of God on our lives. A day to repent and a day to die. David said in Psalms 118, verse 24, Psalms 118, verse 24 in the King James Version again is where I'm at. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Say that with me too, together. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. David said, I'm, I'm not looking at the past or even the future, but I'm looking at this day. This one day I know. I have this day. And this is the day which the Lord hath made. And I have decided that I will rejoice. Hallelujah. Say rejoice. Rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Instead of running around with a pity pot mentality, with, without running around looking like a junkyard dog, all snarly and growly, choose to rejoice and be glad in the day that you're living. I'm going to use this day to serve the Lord. Just when you get up in the morning, say that. I'm going to use this day to serve my Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to use today to make a decision for God in my life. And I don't know if you all realize it or not, but but something happened for you this morning that doesn't get to happen for everybody every day. You were given one more day. Say it with me, one more day. You were given by God one more day because he controls every breath that you take in. Think about that for just a moment. Glory to God. Let's say yesterday was your last day upon this earth. Imagine with me, if yesterday was the day you passed away and you got to your, your eternal resting place, heaven or hell, the Bible speaks on both of these. And the Lord told you, you know what? I'm going to give you one more day on this earth. But that's it. Just one more day. What would you do? What would you do with that one day God has given you? What would you do with that time that God has given you? Let's look at it for a second. Just for a second, let's take a look and see. Imagine for a moment that you died yesterday and you ended up in heaven. You looked around and realized you were in heaven. And you shouted, Hallelujah, Lord God. I made it. Praise you, Lord. You look over towards the throne of God and you see the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world so that you could be saved and be in heaven. Imagine that, looking over and seeing Jesus Christ, who was slain from the foundations of the world so that we could have be saved and have that extra day and be in heaven. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood that was shed for me. Thank you, Jesus, uh, for the person 
who told me about you. Thank you, Jesus, for the preacher who preached that message that drew me into the cross at Calvary. Thank you, Jesus, that he opened the altar and gave me a chance to repent of my sins and to make things right with you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then you saw your loved ones who had passed away in the Lord, and you, you were embraced, and you cried, you laughed, and you rejoiced. And then the Lord came to you, and he said, you know what? You're not supposed to be here yet. I'm going to give you one more day to live on the earth. And you're back. Zoom, you're back on earth. Hallelujah. Another sunrise and another sunset. Don't worry. You're not going to lose your place here in heaven. That is secure through the blood of Christ. Hebrews 6, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19, which which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. You're guaranteed that place in heaven if you live your life with God. If you accept Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, if you take that fall down into that watery grave of baptism and you're, and you're brought resurrected back up, hallelujah, resurrected back up, a new creation in the Lord Jesus Christ, all things will pass away and behold, all things, that's you, becomes new in Christ. But I want you to go back and I want you to use this one last day to tell people about this place, about heaven. I pray that when you fall asleep this evening at sunset, when you fall asleep this day, I pray that God will give you a glimpse of heaven. That he will give you that glimpse of heaven. In Jesus' name I pray. What would you do, brothers and sisters? I know what you could would do. <laughs> You'd be calling me up going, whoa, wait a minute. Pastor, thank you for preaching to me. Thank you for telling me like it is. Thank you for, for not holding back. Thank you for, for sending the Spirit as God sent the Spirit into you. So the church should be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen? If it, if it wasn't for whoever that preacher was in your life, I don't know if, if I could have made it. And that's with me. That's with me. When I was young and dumb, and I went to a church in Georgia, Savannah, Georgia, never forget it. Saw a preacher that was uh, six foot three or six foot four, bright, bright red hair. And he brought me into the Lord. Hallelujah. Brought me to the Lord. And then when I went to Vietnam to see my best friend die, I held him in his arms. Only half of him, because the other half had been blown away. And I wondered to God, why? Why him? He's got a wife. He's got kids. Why take? Why not take me? And the Lord says, because I have work for you to do. And here am I doing God's work. Praise Jesus. Then you'd probably go to Facebook because everybody does. Why Facebook? Because that's the fastest way you can reach literally hundreds of people that know you and love you. You remember them, right? They're the ones who liked all those pictures you posted of, of sunsets. All those pictures you posted of family. 
They're the ones who, who commented and left you a few words of encouragement that got you through your bad days. Praise Jesus. You're not alone. I'm going to say it again. You're not alone on this day. And you would prepare yourself to live that last day that God has given you back. And you would probably say, hey, everybody, I've seen it myself. I've seen him myself. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, it's real. That's what you'd say. And you'd say, I've only got one day, just 24 hours to tell you about the Lord Jesus Christ and his love for you. You probably wouldn't sleep all day because that's your last day. You wouldn't eat all day. You would be busy trying to get every person you ever met in your life to accept Jesus Christ into their hearts. Hallelujah. A worker for Christ. 24 hours. Amen. Don't you believe that 24 hours a day we should be talking about Jesus? Lord, I talk in my sleep. I think I believe I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm praising the Lord even when I'm sleeping. You wouldn't be too busy trying to get every person you ever met in your life to accept Jesus Christ any other time before you die. But God gave you one more day to spread the gospel. Hallelujah. And while you were live on Facebook, you'd be calling mom or, or whoever you have left, family. You'd be calling all those that are in your family, all your, your BFS, your best friends. Hey, guys, it's real. Heaven is real. I saw it. And by the way, if you want to watch a really good movie and you haven't, Heaven is Real. Google it. It's an awesome movie. Because Heaven is Real. This little boy saw it. And by the way, it's a true story. And you'd start telling them about all the people, all the family, and all the friends that, that have passed away that you saw when you went that trip to Heaven. All the loved ones who made themselves ready to meet the Lord. The ones that everybody used to make fun of because they went to church while everybody else spent Sundays doing their own thing. And you would be surprised to see someone there that you didn't think should have been there. But they were forgiven of their sin and they were washed in the blood of Jesus. And you would probably be shocked that there's not someone there that should have been there in your eyes. See, all the loved ones who made themselves ready to come and be with the Lord. And then you tell them how you saw Jesus and the amazing love you felt as he welcomed you home into heaven. And you'd probably say to your friends and your family that are left on this earth, I never felt anything like this, like the love of, of Christ God. And guys, excuse me. So it took away all my fears. It took away all my sadness. It took away all my worry. It took away all my doubt. There's no love in this world that matches the love of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. And then you'd be calling me back. And you'd be saying, Pastor, we have, we have to have a church service soon. My mom says she wants to come. My sister says she wants to come. My husband, my wife, whoever, all my best friends and all my friends and neighbors, please, Pastor, would you call our worship team and ask them to come and sing? Tell them to sing 
about the power of the name of Jesus. Tell them to sing about the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Tell them to, to sing about the hope of heaven. Hallelujah. Tell them to sing about the Holy Ghost. And then, and then you'd say, Pastor, would you let me testify? Would you let me testify? Let me tell them to let the stuff of this world go and to get a hold of the hope of heaven. Let me tell them about the salvation that, that he purchased for them and for me. And let me tell them how they can make things right today in their lives and how they can get filled with his spirit. And then, Pastor, I want you to preach to my family. I want you to preach to my friends. And I want you to preach the straightest message you ever preached right out of the word of God. Don't you hold anything back, Pastor, because I know that you love them. I know that you want them to be saved. So you get into the word of God and you fire it up. Hallelujah. Pastor, I want you to see those people in heaven too. It was not enough to get their likes and their comments on Facebook. It was not enough that they that we shared good times and good memories here. I want to see my family and my friends in heaven someday. Pastor. They then then you'd even give me a scripture to use. Like Matthew 3 and 2. Your last day and you give me a scripture to read in church on my last day that God gave me to live here on this earth. And it would be Matthew 3 and 2 and saying, repent, repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Tell them to repent, pastor. Tell them there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. This is too important for you to get all wishy-washy, preach other things that are not of God and not of heaven. Be straight with them and preach. Preach faith. Preach love. Preach hope. Preach salvation. Don't you preach no lullaby sermon today, preacher. You preach the word of God to all of my family. Record it and send it out on the airways. This day is too important to me, for this is the last day that God called me back to earth to live, that I might spread the good news of the gospel. And then I want you to imagine if a person died yesterday and ended up in hell. Someone said, I don't believe there is a hell. Psalms 9, 17. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all nations that forgot God. Proverbs 9, 18. But he knoweth not that the dead are there. And that her guests are in the depths of hell. Isaiah 5.14. Therefore hell, say it with me, hell hath in, in, enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure. And their glory and their multitude and their pomp and he that rejoiceth shall descend into it. Oh, 
That's the Old Testament. Okay, let's look at the New Testament. In fact, let's hear it straight from Jesus' lips. Matthew 18, verse 9. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into the hell of fire. Mark 9, chapter 43. Mark 9, chapter 43. And if thy hand offendeth thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go to hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. Mark 9, 45. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. Someone said to me in church, I don't believe in a literal hell. I believe it's on earth here. I think what we mean is we hope there is no literal hell. How is it that we believe and quote every other word Jesus spoke and leave these words out? So there is a hell, a place of gnashing of teeth. And let's just say for the sake of this message that you ended up there. And after a few days of what Jesus spoke about in Matthew 18 and Mark 9.43 and Mark 9.45, the Lord comes down to hell and he opens the gates of hell. <clears throat> and he says to you, I'm going to give you another day to make some things right in your life. What would you do? What would you do with that one day that God has given you to come out of hell and make things right? I know what you'd do with that day. You'd be down. <coughs> Excuse me. You'd be down. At the altar, pouring out your heart. You'd be down there repenting like no one has ever repented before. You'd be calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You'd be pleading the blood of Jesus. You'd be begging me to baptize you. Want to hear about the blood of Jesus? Come to our Wednesday service. That's what you would be doing on that last day. And after you spent about 10 hours getting things right with God. You go looking for every family member and every friend you ever had. You'd be telling them about the place that you just came from and how Jesus set you free and how he gave you one more day to get things right. One more day to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, receive salvation by his grace and by the blood of Jesus. And you would be calling me or your local pastor, whoever that may be. And you'd be saying, Pastor, can we have church tonight? Yeah, I, I know we don't ordinarily have church on this night, but, but please, I have my family with me right now. What, Pastor? Yes, they're already repented just a few moments ago. I told them of the place I just came from, hell. I told them about what Jesus warned us all of. And I told them what I experienced there and pastor none of them want to go to hell they want to meet jesus so so who in their right mind would want to go down to hell i've 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 led all the people i know in prayer 
He gave me one more day, and they all want to get baptized. They want to receive of the Holy Spirit. They want to walk in the constitutes of God. And I would have to ask someone who liked that, how do they know about baptism? How do they know about the Holy Spirit? And you'd probably say to your pastor, whoever that may be, Pastor, I never forgot all those things you told us about repentance. I never forget all those scriptures you shared about baptism in Jesus' name. I've never forgotten about all the teaching about receiving of the Holy Spirit. I, I, I held back too long. I waited one too many days. But Jesus, Jesus Christ gave me one more day. One more day to make things right. And I've taken all that stuff you taught and I'm sharing it with my family and my friends. I'm sharing it with all that I meet. Hey, I've even found a bunch of people who did me really wrong. And I've forgiven them and I've shared God's word with them. Because, Pastor, hell is no place for anybody to be. Hallelujah. Somebody lift their hands to heaven and shout amen. Glory to God. I wouldn't wish hell on my worst enemy. So you'd be saying, can we have church tonight? Please, I've got some folks here with me. And we need to get things right with God. Please, Pastor. I've, I've got a bunch of people that want, want to know about God. Please, one more service. Please, church, someone, someone pray with me. Please, Lord, forgive me of my sin. Please, Lord, help me to get right with God. One more day. That's what today is, folks. One more day, for you know not what comes tomorrow, but we know who holds our tomorrow. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. The reality is that God is not going to send anyone back with one more day to make things right. That's the reality of things. The Bible says nothing about God sending anyone back. All we have, church, is today. That's why David said in Psalms 118.24, Psalms 118.24, I'm in the King James Version. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Today. This is the one more day that God has given us. It's your choice. And you can make things right. It's, it's the only day that is guaranteed to you. Today. Right now. Right where you are. No matter what you're doing, drop what you're doing and pray with me. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, remember, this is the day that the Lord hath made. We have no guarantees of tomorrow. So bow your head and let's go to Jesus in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, Lord, to 
glorify you, to repent of our sin, and to bring forth a new creation in the Lord Jesus Christ. I would have prayed, Lord, for in your written word, you say that if I confess with my mouth that Jesus is the Lord and believe in my heart that you have raised him from the dead, I shall be saved. Therefore, Father, I confess. Say it with me. Lord God, I confess my sins. I give them to you. And I pray for repentance in Jesus' name. I believe that you died. You were resurrected on the third day. And I believe in my heart and in my soul that you love me and that thy words are true. And I ask today, Lord God, that you forgive me and come into my life as my Lord and as my Savior. Touch me, fill me with the love of God. And if this be my last day upon this earth, I pray to receive the salvation of my Lord and Savior by his blood. I believe I am saved. Say it with me. By his blood, I believe I am saved. Come to me, Lord. Change my life. And make me that new creation. Wash me white as snow. That I may go and live, if this is my last day, a life of godliness. I pray these things today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer with sincere faith and want to receive Jesus Christ, you've received him. Now go out and make this a wonderful, glorious day. For again, tomorrow is not always guaranteed. Now may the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you until he brings us back again. And if you want, on Wednesdays, listen to the Wednesday services called Pleading the Blood. I thank you for your love of this broadcast, the love of, of the Lord, and working for Jesus every day. God bless each and every one of you.